If you are under the age of 18, you should not be listening to this podcast. Also, this is your official spoiler warning. There will be all the spoilers. All the spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Very heavy. Very heavy. Thank you for listening to this podcast. of our show reviews yay we will in this episode be covering the first second and third episodes that dropped on friday um and we're just going to go over things like the changes between the books and the show what we think were the excellent parts things that we may think need to be revamped a little bit or expanded upon in future episodes um if you have any comments or questions that you think that we should touch upon next episode please feel free to comment below below comment thank you hi <laughs> <laughs> uh i am adelona sadai one of your co-hosts i'm rebecca sadai your other co-host all and right this is our first episode reviewing the show I'm also going to point out, just so we all remember, mm-hmm. that this is just the very first three episodes of the very first season of The Wheel of Time. Yes. So, tendrils coming <laughs> out of them. Mm-hmm. Here. This is the circle of the spoke, and then all of the threads go out from there. This way you can get your tendrils. <laughs> I gotta get my tendrils. Yeah, you do. Not tentacles. No. no. Tentacles are for OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> I am a tendrils girl. <laughs> Whereas I am a tentacles yeah. girl. I don't want this stuff sticking to me. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of on the tentacles, is that little suction cups on there. It can be fun if they're in the right spot. Okay, I'll give you that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> if Moraine's first scene doesn't make you reconsider the sex appeal of suspenders, this podcast is not for you. Oh my God. If Moraine's first glance in general <laughs> doesn't do it for you, then this podcast is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
If Leandrin's on-screen presence doesn't either make you excited about serving her or considering how fun it would be to dom her, this podcast is not for you. If you don't think that Tom knows the way to North Harbor, then this podcast is not for you. Agreed. Dude, he can get there just by singing. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I did not know this man could sing. Like the actor himself. Went, yeah. Yeah. Let's just say that I've heard another, like a Twitter timers rendition of Tom's song. Perfect. <laughs> so good. I know. I know. <laughs> and since we happen to be recording two episodes at once this week in preparation for the holidays mm -hmm. um and traveling and all that jazz we were with that that twitter but, timer earlier today and the episode will be dropping one week after this episode yeah so stay tuned for that because it is amazing i i do not envy you editing that one rebecca I just know I'm going to see so much more than I did when I was doing it. We recorded for a long time. It was like three hours. It was three hours. It doesn't I, even feel like it was three hours. It doesn't. And I feel like almost none of it is going to get cut. Because I know. It was so good. Perfect. Yes. I might need to cut it into two halves or something. That's possible. We could have like an extra little half in there. Yeah, or it would be one more episode. I don't have to worry about. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on how long it ends up being. <laughs> well, foxes and snakes, I barely cut any out of that one. And what was that? An hour and a half. Yeah, probably. But that was pretty close to what it was. I think it was a little over an hour and a half. But this was. <clears throat> This was a lot of fun and it went on a lot longer than we originally anticipated. Man, he's got some stamina. He does. I, uh, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. <laughs> All right. Um, so regularly scheduled programming. Right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is I was a little bit taken aback by Moraine calling out for Tavira. Because as I saw somebody on Twitter point out earlier, they haven't really begun to cause the pattern to swirl around them yet. Not really. So how does she know there are four Tavira in there? I'm hoping that will be either explained or expanded upon in a future episode. Yes. And the other part that kind of like got to me about that is it kind of takes away Egwene's agency a little bit. Yes, she does become a Tavirin, I guess, uh, in the show, but she did all these badass things in the books that she did because of her. And this takes away from it a little bit. Like, yes, I like that she's got more prominence in the show, but eek, I don't know. What do you feel about that? 
I think that we, number one, don't know, like, we don't know the backstory yet of how long they've been searching. As I said, it's very first episode of a eight-year plan. (laughs) So, tendrils are coming. Tendrils are coming. Okay. That's one of them. Here. Ooh. That'll be my set. Another thing that's not in order here, but um, the black tendrils. The black tendrils. We have to talk about those. <laughs> that yeah. is the thing that is going to be discussed here. Yes. I wish we had the fin for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Okay. That would be a fun one. Anyway, so. No, I think that we will see more on their search thus far for them, like what they've gone to see backstory. I mean, there's even backstory now on Prime that you can take a look at, and it was pretty cool that you can go in there and get all of that backstory. I mean, so we had, you could have something kind of like that. If you went onto the website for like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter or whatever, but at the time, I mean, of Harry Potter, internet wasn't as up and running yet. Right. Um, but like this is a fully immersive experience that we're seeing with the show, which is really the coolest part. That's freaking awesome so it's going to be different than it was in some things for the books because it's also it's supporting the show so I mean, we have to we're going to be adjusting to that as readers of the books right. but i'm ready for seeing what else there is if it was exactly the same word for word it wouldn't be exciting for us oh yeah it would be boring because we would know exactly what's happening every single week yeah and the pacing would be horrible. Right? The pacing works for the books because they're readable media. Whereas this is movie visual media and- to keep your attention. Right, it requires different pacing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but yes, I agree. There will be tendrils coming mm-hmm. out from the um, Egwene storyline, I'm sure. I know it, has been like a fan thing for years that she should be Taviran. She and Nynaeve should be um, like fan theories, it, which was debunked by Robert Jordan. She's just amazing all on her own, which is awesome. But I can also see where they're going with like an equality sort of thing by having her as a Taviran. Or maybe she just seems like a Tavirian because of how awesome she is. Exactly. But just to remind us who have backstory from the books, Moraine knows and has been researching for years on what to look for in Tavirian and gathering stories and listening to rumors of rumors. I mean, you see how easily in. Um, the Dragon Reborn, she followed Rand just based on occurrences around her. 
So we don't see yet what they're all doing, right? Or what they have been doing. We don't see enough of the history to know what rumors they've been causing. Right. But I mean, Rand still sticks out pretty well. Yeah, I would. I would tend to draw that up due yep. to the fact that he looks so different from everybody. Mm-hmm. The hair, the height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's one thing that you wanted to bring up? Fades and Trollocs. Yes. Are terrifying. They are, especially the Trollocs that are on all fours. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I like that they are actual people in the costumes. Mm-hmm. It just makes it seem more realistic. And if you watch some behind the scenes stuff, they show how they're running on stilts. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that way they can be taller and reaching up like they are actually eight feet in height and those are people and they show the choreography for everything and it's man land yes oh Mm. my gosh (laughs) we don't need to get started on land right now (laughs) um we kind of do that's another thing that uh i have here to talk about oh okay you go. Let's talk about Lan. Let's talk about Lan and Moraine sitting in a tub. Look, her for some. They hit the nail on the head with, with the Aes Sedai yeah. warder bond. I agree. There is no sexual tension in that tub whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. really close friends joking. Yes. And I love it. It is. It shows that you can have relationships other than romantic. Yes, absolutely. And just because you're bonded to someone as their yeah. warded, warder or as warder to eye to eye, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to hop into bed with them, which becomes mm-hmm. thematically a problem later with some specific characters. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this goes to show that the central bond that we see early on between Aes Sedai and Order doesn't mm-hmm. have the sexual tension. Which is pretty cool. Okay. Because you look at Varen and Tomas and Varen and Tomas. <laughs> Varen and Tomas. One uh, and is it Alric? Yes. Alric or something? Alric, I think. Alric? if you know uh, guys um but yeah so they didn't have that morale is not the uh rule but the exception exactly alana only had two warders right and i don't think she was betting either of them to be honest elaine yeah yep elaine has burkita yeah exactly yeah totally yeah we will be putting the spoiler thing at the beginning of this one all right (laughs) Um, yes i mean that's part of the beginning of the show yeah which we have to redo anyway we need to redo that (laughs) um okay anything else you wanted to touch on with lan 
No. I mean, besides his actual body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that part. <laughs> okay. So then mm-hmm. next for you. Next. Yes. So I had to rewatch before I was okay with the change with Matt's parents. I had to sit back and consider and really think about it for a second before I was able to adjust to it. Because like anybody who's read through the entire series, at least at the very end, we see Abel and Natty as being these stand-up awesome people. And seeing them how they are in episode one is a bit jarring. I will grant that. I will also say we don't see a bunch of them in the first book at all before Matt leaves. And as you brought up earlier, having to actually take care of your kids again because Matt leaves can cause a shift in people, especially where lives were at stake, which is something they've never had to deal with before. So Mm -hmm. I can see them shifting character to become the people that we see at the end of the books. Yes. Um, But I did have to sit with it for a second. And I know why they did it. They did it to give Matt more of a reason for being how he is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it it was jarring for me at first. What are your thoughts? Yes. So um, I think prior to the show airing um i had posted a snippet or a screenshot of the prime characters and one of them said something about um abel and natty being alcoholics and i was like dude what um so i was i luckily had some time to process it so when the show came, I was like, okay, I know I'm good with this. And after seeing it then and like playing through how um, Matt would go on uh, in my head and the choices that he makes later on and how he takes care of Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve. Um, He's being the the big brother. The, the grudging big brother. Yeah. Yes. The grudging big brother. And uh it it's pretty spot on if you follow his path then, his thread. Yeah, it is. It makes sense. Um, I think that would lead us into the next big character thing. Perrin yeah. is married. Yeah. Same points could be made here. Mm-hmm. I mean, so having just a regular trope. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you go first. Yeah. Having just a regular trope of a really big dude being extra careful because they're really big may have worked in the books and may have worked back in the 90s, but it doesn't so much work now. They have to give him more of a reason. And I think this does it. Plus, they aged them up for the show. Uh, so somebody in that area, um, in this world, at that age then, 
should be married or providing somehow or like in the looking to be married um so i think it fits then this age up um timeline that we have absolutely mm -hmm. most her name is matt Cawthon, and then you can just flirt, flirt with whoever right but he takes care of <clears throat> true very true yep. and rand is practically betrothed to egwene yes so yeah yep. i can see that one there is a whole big thing going around though about whether or not she's a dark friend because when you see and you watch back and you see the actual him turning and hitting her with the axe she has the hammer raised in his direction yes so my girls actually pointed that out to me today they're like mom she is like that dana <laughs> like, what do you mean we'll talk about later yes <laughs> like she's not cool no look at what happens here i'm like yeah. have you guys been on tiktok or something like seeing these theories out there they're like this is on TikTok. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yes. Oh my honest, guys. Okay, so that was tangential. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know if you picked up on this, but when they were having the whole talk about Minetherin, like first they were singing, which mm -hmm. yes. It so was, much i yeah we all really liked it here yeah and then moraine finally had her speech about minetherin mm -hmm. which i think i'm okay with her moving the location because the speech was still had i was going to be pissed if the speech wasn't included at all that was going to make me mad but they included it and every time moraine brought up eldrine the queen mm -hmm. they focused on Egwene. yes when they talked about her sacrificing herself for the greater good they focused on Egwene. there's a bunch of spectacular camera work that if you're pissed off because of a couple of other changes you're gonna miss it and you're gonna miss all those little easter eggs and it's just gonna make you have less of a good feeling about the show actually be objective people this is a great show that whole thing yep <laughs> yeah so going back um apparently there's also a thing pot on fane whistles um, every time the trollocs show up yeah so i heard that but we don't know we yeah we have not verified it yet yeah so if you know if this is a real thing people please comment below for us like us comment below tell us what's up thanks jeez um that would be really cool. That would be another like little Easter egg that nobody else would really catch on to. I love this stuff. So um then yeah. Um what you got, boo? So I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for Tom, like the entire time. Yes. Like, when are we going to see him? And then finally we see him and he comes out all better than he really is and are thinking he's better than he is um grandiose and 
so not humble. <laughs> the swagger on this man. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. All the yes. He, mm -hmm. his attitude is right there where it should be. Yep. I loved it. And then his bonding experience with Matt. I know. Yes. It was like, I can see them starting at this point and then ending where they end. Like, it's Absolutely. well in my brain. I like that a lot. Like, the, yes, there were changes, but I feel like they were all acceptable and completely plausible. Like, and they either added something to the story that made it better or they solidified someone's background and made that better. Yeah, because we have to remember the books, every point of view is an unreliable narrator. Yes. You look at it like, okay, this is loyal having heard the stories from Matt and Perrin and Elaine and Egwene and Nynaeve and Maureen. Okay, this is him experiencing him now telling us the story. I mean, that's how I pictured mm -hmm. the whole thing. Um, it could also be Tom. Narrating. Yes, or Tom narrating. So this is what he knew of these people, right? Mm -hmm. Which would um, explain the over-the-top swagger. But anyway, yeah. continue. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so yes, there are going to be changes. It's like we're seeing different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this pointed out too. So we see in the books, everything that happens to Rand, okay? When he is back at his farm. Yes. What we don't see in the books is what actually happens in the village. Right. And we're able to see that now, what's happening. Absolutely. So um, the only change there is Nynaeve, which at first we're like, what, where, how, you know? So then I keep like waiting for Nynaeve to come. Um, which brings me to my next point. Yes. Uh, Nynaeve, killing the Trolloc. Holy shit. Yeah. So she screams, like she lets out a warrior cry i'm like it, yeah mm -hmm. it made me want to tug her braid for her okay <laughs> yep like no i got this girl yeah yep you get back here that was uh that was sexy and it was great and yeah. i go to um one of the girls i'm like would you be yelling like that when you were facing a Trolloc? And they're like, no, I'd be peeing. Speaking of unusual yep. people killing the Trolloc, the women's circle, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. That was great. And was that a conger or a Coughlin? Was that Day's conger? It was Day's conger. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love her. Yes. She's amazing. And uh, wasn't, I caught just on like my third rewatch of <laughs> the first. Just one. your third. Yeah. Um, that Matt talks about Copland talk in the beginning when he and Perrin and 
Rayander sitting there as he should be. Like just seeing it, it's like your dreams are coming to life. And I just get a bit for Clem talking about it. Yes. There's also a comment made by Tam, I think either at Tam or Tam made the comment that the Congress and Coplins thought there wasn't going to be any brandy this spell. Yes. Out. Yeah. That's great. And he said, I wouldn't want to remember them to remember any of it, <laughs> which I thought was great. Oh my gosh. There's so much. Um, so I also want to bring up on Layla and Purin. Okay. Yep but also like a love triangle situation. Yeah, what was that shit with Igwe? There is apparently, so in the books, there's the period of time or whatever where Perrin and Egwene are together and it's just the two of them and they don't know if anybody else has survived, right? And so obviously they're going to bond and then look at when they come to the tinkers in the books pairing gets very weirdly jealous i thought i always thought over arum and egwene yes like i know that rand's like his bro and so he's not gonna make move but he at this time thinks rand is dead (laughs) or could be yeah. Um, and so does she. And um, I think that he was ready to move on with uh, Miss Egwene. <laughs> so I, the fact that it kind of is hinting at that, I believe. I, yeah. I mean, that should be, I mean, it's something that they could talk about there. You can feel it. Like he, even when they stop, I think it's the first night or Mm -hmm. the second night. um, And Egwene talks to Maureen. And then she goes to talk to Rayan. He's like, I want to be alone. And she goes and sits next to Perrin. Perrin is such a gentleman. And he goes and he covers her all up and tucks her in and makes sure she's nice and comfy. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in the books, it kind of almost comes from nowhere, this attraction between the two of them. And I think this sets it up nicely. It does. Because, like, the only reason, basically, that they weren't a thing was because Rand and her were a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So I can see him watching from afar. Yes. Speaking of the tinkers, so this brings me to my next point. Mm-hmm. Aram's level of crazy that he has in his eyes is already perfect. <laughs> it is. Because I mean, you Excellent can kind of see it because you pick up on his like. In the books, you know, he gives off the spikes, the vibes to Perrin. Yeah. He's like, ooh, this... he doesn't smell right. Yeah. You know? And he kind of has this obsessive nature in the books too. Yeah. So it's nice. Like I could see Aram being like Joe and you. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could see it. I could see it. Yep. In another turning of the wheel. Anybody who hasn't watched 
the TV show or not really TV show. I guess it's a streaming show on Netflix yeah, no. called You. Yeah. Rectify that situation immediately. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's creepy. It's super creepy and it's very amazing. Creepy, but it's great. Yeah. There's a whole lot more memes out there for that one. Yeah. Pretty great. Okay. So your next point. Um, so I'm skipping ahead again. Mm -hmm. Dana. I like her. Yes. I like her a lot. I love how um they took the blending of a bunch of tertiary characters mm -hmm. and gave you more backstory. Um, it's more what is it? Expository. Exposition. exposition you got some yeah. exposition from her yes. um that's needed same with tom brings it in maureen brings it in i like how they're trying to fill the, the new lovers of the wheel of time um in on all the things that we read in there exactly. so they're they're showing us they're telling us not just making us read it or guess or right Whatever. So maybe Dana is a combination of Howell Goad and Pater. So I don't think we're getting either one of those characters, unfortunately. Yeah. And I thought there was going to be another one. Don't oh, we get Elsa Grinwell though? No, there is an Elsa later coming up. Yeah. We know that. Um but yeah, I like how she's just a combination of the dark friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was with Howell Goad that they were in like a storeroom or whatever yeah. and, and well, ran candles to get out. Yes. Which is what happened here. Mm -hmm. It is. So Maybe. that's part of what makes me believe that it's a combination. Yeah, definitely. Um, then, and then it's great, Tom in the end how he saves them yes. i love how you no know, he's not in it from like the very beginning but i like how they brought him in like it makes sense him being here and if you know anything about tom's backstory with his nephew which everybody yep. in that's listening right now should know right this is gtfo mm -hmm. but uh, it makes sense that he would want to help them especially if he heard a bunch of what was said that yeah. one of them is the dragon yep so mm -hmm. he knows yes i but, like how they're just open with it now <laughs> like yeah. in the show oh. yep this is what's happening you know instead of having to wait until the very end of the first book mm -hmm. so those you don't know like you don't actually know who the dragon is until the very, 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 very end. And like, I mean, I guess you, when you go back and reread it, you know, oh, but, yeah, because uh, yeah. <laughs> the signs are there, right? It's pretty obvious. And you um, don't know what you're looking for the yeah. first read through, but the second read through, you're like, oh, this is what happened here. Yep. This is what happened here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had to wait so long to even hear like what was going on. Why were these people after them? We didn't even know what the dragon reborn actually was until Moraine is sitting there with her stone and she's like, the dragon has been reborn. Yeah. 
So another change I wanted to talk about is Shatter Logos. Oh my gosh, the tendrils are not there. It's, it's just so a nice. creeping blackness that covers stuff. It's There's black. no mist. There's no anything like that. It doesn't no reach out. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Return to Oz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I guess it still works thematically, but it gets rid of her fuckery with shadow. Sucks. It's shadow. Yeah. It's not. They're black tendrils. Yeah. They're still tendrils. They still get the job done. They do get the job done. I will say that. That horse, the or horse. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that was awful. <sighs> that was awful. Oh no. That was terrible. Yeah. That was sad. Um, it wasn't Bella. <laughs> yeah. And I do have to say that I am slightly disappointed we didn't actually see um Mashadar. I like know, physical yeah. being right disappointed right um but we do see the knife yes. the dagger yes it is so exciting i think because you know like all the damage that is coming from it you do and so now watching for signs and matt yes like is like it the, he says outside at the wood pile <laughs> uh when the when rand is chopping wood and he's like that's not for me you you're the one who said yeah. we were gonna do this you right. do that's not something that matt would generally say um he might say it in a different way and yeah getting it out of it but he wouldn't be that blunt and rude and this say that yes. yeah so now it's super fun watching for the signs of matt yeah. um, uh then they are all paired off correctly yes it's great thank you and segue into maureen being severely injured land trying to save her and knife comes to his throat yes. Great. I love it. Oh my gosh. There bad. was a little bit of flirtation between the two of them, although it was snippy. Mm -hmm. But it was still there. It was very um, much there. Yeah. Uh, because, and the only reason I can say that is because I know the characters. So I know they're flirting. Right. But if you look at it objectively from an outside point of view and you don't know anything about the characters, they just look like they're snipping. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's exactly what happens the first time in the books. Absolutely. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. Well, one thing that we forgot to talk about, which I wanted to bring up, is Leandrin. That opening scene with the dude who can channel. I have to bring this up because this thought came into my mind. Mm -hmm. And I kind of am torn on whether or not I want my theory to be correct. Okay. So in the opening scene, we mm -hmm. see two men running away from Red Aja sisters. Mm -hmm. The front and foremost is Leandrin. Mm -hmm. And then the older guy says mm -hmm. to the younger guy, you can stop them, use it, which yeah. obviously they're talking about his channeling. 
Right. Um, and then he requests for Leandrin to leave the old guy alone. And Leandrin said, there's no old guy there. You're the mm -hmm. only one here. So if you run that next to Rand's manifestation of madness, they're quite similar. So is the show going to pare madness down to being you see your last past life and they talk to you and that's the only version of madness or was this just unfortunately similar and they will have other versions like seeing merge all everywhere coming out of the shadows or what have you the rest of the madness that happens during the books i really hope that this is just unfortunately similar mm -hmm. Because I feel like it would lose a lot if they pare it down to just seeing your past. Oh, no, I think this is going to be a waffle. Yeah. Watch and find out, peeps. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, there's just so much to come. So, so much. Um, and then, wait a minute yeah what what knife does matt give perrin uh one that layla made okay it was for sure okay i was yeah. just for whatever reason in my brain like it was meshing together with the ruby hilted dagger so yeah no yeah. he did not give him the ruby hilted dagger gave him something that layla made but and that's what made it poignant yes so yeah uh let's see what else we already got that tom is perfection leandrin plays her part well oh my gosh mm. aram's crazy is the perfect level pat and fane's whistling dana the dark friend mm -hmm. <gasps> okay Very so two things that i'm like about mm -hmm. not gonna lie but alzaman is a little underwhelming right now right now yes i think he's gonna get better i hope they expand upon him and make him more frightening we have not seen the room with the table and the fireplace and all that stuff we haven't seen that yet i really hope they actually include that because the fireplace of like twisted tortured souls is amazing they really need to use it uh then and they need to make balsamon scarier or no one's gonna believe he's the dark one my kids believed he was the dark one. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, but no, I see where you're coming from. Like it was, I'm like, yes, that's him. Like that's what he is supposed to look like, though. Um, the bats coming out of the mouths and being out there—that was pretty amazing. Um, I really enjoyed. Um, thing i'm sorry like yeah yes, there's like a few points but like i said like they're acceptable plausible and i feel like we don't know enough yet yeah like what's coming Absolutely. so we have a lot of watch and find out yes. we have a lot of tendrils out there going different <laughs> directions okay um i can't wait to see tom with the kids so excited and the other thing that I am a bit 
bummed about. And there's three characters we have not seen yet that we would have seen before this point if they were going by the books. First one is Min, because we would have seen her in Barillon. Mm -hmm. Second is um, Elias. We would have seen him right before the Tinker Camp. Mm -hmm. And the third is Loyal. We haven't made it to Camelin yet, so I kind of see that one why we haven't met Loyal because you meet him in Camelin. But at this point, I'm even curious if they're going to have Camelin because they didn't announce the casting for Elaine until after the first season was already taped. So I'm curious how they're going to meet Loyal if they don't have Elaine yet. Here is also a point I like to make on that. Okay. They said she will be a regular in season two okay. when they announced her okay. and so i'm like oh they said a regular she could have a cameo in season one as possible yes remember the truth an eye Sedai tells you is not always the truth you think you hear yes. I, I bought that sweatshirt yes <laughs> rafe is very good at that sort of thing. So, um, but Elias, yeah, Elias. Though, I mean, I love Elias. And how are we going to get a beard rating without an Elias to go by? Yes. So far, we do not have an amazing beard, really. Yeah. I mean, Matt's is okay. It's kind of scruffy. It's there. I, I give him points for that because at least it's there. Mm -hmm. um, Parents is okay. Yeah. But Tom's is pretty great. Um, Tam's is pretty great. Abel's not so much. Does he even, I can't even remember. Does he have he scruffy? Have, no, I think he should. I don't think so. Yeah. I think he just has crazy hair. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, um who else has a beard Perrin Perrin Perrin's is all right it's yeah. it's midline for me yeah. Matt's is scraggly and yeah but again at least it's there and mm -hmm. then Tom and Tam oh my god yes that's some nice beards but they're not a, they're not an Elias beard. No, they're not. We need Elias. We need the full Elias beard. Yes. Um. I just feel like he needs to be on his way there somehow because who else teaches Perrin what's going on with the wolves? Yeah. Like we've seen some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Dapple Hopper their game yeah. so it's pretty cool and Egwene is the one who catches on that hey they're telling us something yes mm -hmm. uh Egwene is really smart <laughs> she is she's a very smart girl so and then at the very end of episode three Moraine gets taken to some Aes Sedai who happened to be traveling with that Aes Sedai Hello, Gain. Oh, we finally get our first view of Logan. Oh, my God. That caged, beautiful man. 
dark and broody just like i like them yep oh is. wow yeah so i've seen pictures of elvaro morte morte mm-hmm. right that's his name in yes. his l- last role and it was a librarian or some such in and uh no he's in a tv show oh okay um and he does not look like that in that show <laughs> no this is but this he is a does... very good change <laughs> yes it is yes it is it's so great what does this say about my taste in men though which is funny because I I enjoy looking at the dark and broodies, but I'm not ever been with one. So dark and broody is my type. <laughs> oh, like my ex is a dark and broody. Current man is a dark and broody. <laughs> Maybe it's a sign you need to move on from the dark and broody. That's possibly. <laughs> it is. It's part of my plunness. Anyway, yeah. so then um, we got our dark and broody low gain. I'm sorry, low gain can get it <laughs> like any day of the week. <laughs> here, here, we're here for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. <laughs> yep. Leandrin is so perfect. Oh my gosh, so good. I love her and hate her so much. <laughs> I enjoy uh, hating her. Yes. And, you know, because as has been discussed before on this podcast, I am dominant with women. She seems like a challenge that I could get down with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Normally, blondes don't do it for me. <laughs> this particular blonde, however. And I love how she has, like, the mouth just right. Oh, yes. Hate Fleetwood. Oh, my gosh. First off, in real life, is not blonde. And she's gorgeous. No. And, oh, my yeah. God. Yes. But, like, she has, like, that whole look. Like, just how you would picture her face. Yes. Like the angular features, the rosebud mouth. Oh my gosh. Like the color. Oh my God, it's perfect. Yeah. It is her. (laughs) Yes. And then that's not even touching on how the red Aja tends to wear militaristic style dresses, outfits, whatever. Oh my gosh. I do love it so much. I do too. (sighs) Mm hmm. The one thing that we really didn't touch upon that we should have the shit with the white cloak. Dude. And the burning of the Aes Sedai. Dude. And he cuts off their hands because as we know, a lot of Aes Sedai train themselves using their hands. And so if they don't have their hands, it is more difficult for them to do anything. Anything. And if they are not in a place to remain calm, if they are not awake, 
So like he could get them with an arrow, cut off their hands, and they're like, dude, yeah, they can't or do anything. Catch them unawares and knock them out, especially if yeah. they don't have a warder. And not right. all yellows, or even most, I think, have warders because they're right. focused on healing. So, yeah. And how the bird, like, I don't know. I did yep. not realize it was a bird the first go around. I was like, what the hell is that? Right. It looks really weird, but you can tell on the second or third go around that the little two spikes pointing out are supposed to be its legs and feet. And it cuts Eamon Valda's inside of his mouth and the blood thing and the like, oh my God. Yeah. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It was perfectly horrible, yes. Like that was probably my feeling about a lot of the things like that were going on in there, not in a bad way, but just in a way like, like when the, yes, when the Trollocs attacked. So we have our daughter watching with us and our oldest, and I'm like, it's so beautiful, and she's like what <laughs> i'm like no but it's like it's how it is in my brain like this is basically how i had it envisioned for the last 25 years yep that's about right the last yeah. 25 years like i that's how it's been in my brain and here it is live on television like it's connecting look all i gotta say is the people with a monster kink are having a grand old time right now <laughs> i bet they are there's a lot going on there yes. a lot more to come Dracar. literally and figuratively <laughs> <laughs> yeah is there but, yeah. anything else that you wanted to talk about? Because I think I touched on all my points. No. Oh, no, I touched on pretty much all I wanted to. Yeah. If there's anything you feel like we missed, please feel free to comment below and we will yep. cover it in the next episode where we're going to be reviewing episodes four and five. Yes. Because again, holiday season. Yay. <laughs> so it's a great time. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, because when this comes out, Thanksgiving is that week. So yep. we will see you after Thanksgiving with a show we already recorded with a certain golden bardy god of time. Oh, the bearded Adonis. Mm, the Grecian just sweet mm. god. That yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's not scroll back, scroll back time so I can get back in that same mind frame. All right. So thank you for listening to us. Yeah. Or watching. Yeah. Or watching. Um, you're going to want to watch the Bearded Bard episode. I'm just you saying. are. Yeah. So if you haven't seen us on YouTube, that's where I would go. Oh, I would absolutely watch next episode. Yep, yep. 
watch the next episode for sure. Anyway, thank you all for uh, joining us here at North Harbor Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye, guys.